0: This is Sarah Weymouth and welcome to my podcast where we talk about everything for you to live your best life and we have a little fun too from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is the Lime Podcast. Hi, guys! I'm um, so excited to be back to podcasting and really just life—normal life, I guess. We had a sto- snow storm come through Nashville. For those that don't know, Nashville doesn't really get snow. We get maybe one week a year if we're lucky. Last year, we got like a ice storm where it was basically just really cold and really windy and it turned into ice and we didn't get, you know, big, fluffy, beautiful snow. It was just like a little bit here and there. So this year when we got the snow last week, we were so excited I was so excited. I was hoping for it. I was just hoping we weren't going to have another cold but no snow moment. Because what happens when it ices over like that, then the schools shut down and they call it a snow day. But then there's no fun snow to go plan. So I'm like, if you're going to do it and we are going to have um, a cold front and there's not going to be school, I want there to at least be snow to play with. Right. So that was my, I was like hoping for wishing for, and it happened and it started a Sunday evening. We woke up to like winter wonderland Monday morning and it was beautiful. You guys like, and it snowed the whole entire day on Monday. So it was just continuously coming and covering more and more. We went sledding and the kids played in the snow and it was so much fun. You know, obviously like the downfall is a lot of Nashville shuts down. Small businesses, restaurants, the roads aren't taken care of as much as they would be um, if we were a big snow heavy place. So Lemon was closed Monday, Tuesday. We had really limited hours on Wednesday all the way through Saturday. Like Saturday was like almost normal, but we still closed early, so no one was driving in the dark. Um, and I really feel like it took a few extra days after that to like be back to normal. So, you know, on a business side, it is hard. It's hard when the business closes and it's, you know, you do take a hit on the numbers, but one week out of the whole year, and it's already in January, which is already not a great retail month anyways, I was like, okay with it, you know? And the funny thing is I really needed a break. Like I holidays is always crazy, of course, but having like that first year of relaunching Lemon here, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew it because I've done this before in multiple locations. So I knew what I was in for, but it was almost like I forgot how much work it really is And I was feeling really drained and we haven't even hit one year. I mean, we opened mid April, so I'm like nine months in, you know, and I'm like so tired and drained and just like needing a moment, needing a break. And um, I actually hired someone that came in on her Christmas break from college was with us until right till the snowstorm started and was helping take some of the weight off of my shoulders for a little bit. And then she'll be back in the summer, which will be really great. Um, but she was getting ready to go back to school and it was right before the snowstorm came. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I really wish I had more time. Like I need more of a break, a more of a substantial break, you know, cause the kids were just back in school and the holidays was over and I was doing a lot of work for Lemon and majority of it is like behind the scenes, you know, where like no one sees it, not even the employees. And so this the timing of this snow was like perfect. Like I was like, Oh, I need this. I need this. I need to just like not put makeup on, not do my hair, not get dressed, not leave the house not talk to people like I needed just like a pause. So it was literally golden, you guys. And I know like the first few days are fun. And then parents were starting to complain. Oh, I want the kids to go back to school. And I get it. Like definitely like Thursday, Friday, I was like, oh, okay. Like the kids are starting to get a little bored, a little on each other's nerves. But I still was just genuinely loving it so much. And I think a big part of it was just leaning into the relaxing part. And it did kind of remind me of COVID, but what was so golden about this was we knew that the snow was melting. Like we could all see on the weather app that come Sunday, Monday, you know, literally a week later, it's going to melt and we're going to be back at school. So it kind of reminded me of COVID, but without the horrific part of COVID. Like, COVID shutdowns in California was horrible. Both my stores were closed. The kids were not in school. It was pure chaos. Everyone was freaking out. We didn't know how long it was going to last. First, they said two weeks, then they said four weeks, then they kept going. And obviously, it turned into a mess of a mess. And People here in the Nashville area can't really comprehend what we went through in California because they shut down here for a short amount of time. Things went back to normal. I mean, when we came December of 2020, the kids were all in school. You didn't have to wear a mask. It was optional. The gyms were open. The stores were open. Kids were playing sports. Life was, for the most part, normal. And then you think back to what was happening in California, December 2020, and it was like full on, you had to wear a mask, gyms were closed, restaurants were still closed. Like it was, it was like the twilight zone, you guys, like moving here from that, the twilight zone. So for me, I was comparing it to that and going, this is amazing. Where I think locals and people that didn't experience the California COVID were like, I'm done, like the kids should be back in school. And I'm like, this is just one week, like enjoy it, you know? So I was definitely seeing it from a different point of view. I also really needed the break. And yes, having the kids at home does add some layer of work. Right now, it is middle of the work day. The kids are in school. I'm able to do this podcast without getting interrupted. Obviously doing this on a snow day when all my kids are home is not impossible, but much harder. So yeah, there's obviously like differences and pros and cons, but overall I was totally leaned in. Like, I don't think I wore makeup at all the whole time. I don't really think I wore real clothes. I I like, I really enjoyed it. A, A normal day for me was waking up, working out, but not necessarily waking up as early as I normally do. I usually get up 545, 550, so I can be starting my workout right at 6 a.m. So I was sleeping in a little bit till like 7, sometimes 8. I like to get my workout done before the kids wake up, so I still kept it a little on the earlier side. So I would get up, I would work out in I actually brought, we brought the legree machine in my office so I could work out where it's warm and not have to go where it's cold. So that was awesome because it was like five degrees almost the whole week. So I did a lot of legree, and um, I did one day where I met my girlfriend, Ashley, at a boxing class, which was a nice way to mix it up. It was a great class. But like overall, I just like did my own thing at home and then I would um, kind of do whatever I want after my workout. Like there was like no rush to take a shower. So I might clean up, organize, do laundry. I might make a nice breakfast. Um, or I might make like a soup or something, you know, like I could do whatever I want. I would shower when I want. I would take my time. Like I was doing like face masks and face scrubs and, um, I don't even remember like whatever I wanted, you know, I would just like take my time and do a lot of self care. Um, our neighbor has a sauna and she was like, come use the sauna. So I went over there and like sat in the sauna one. Well, actually one morning I went over there, I worked out on her machine and then got in the sauna and relaxed. And it was just like heaven. It felt like a serious spa moment. Um, I did a lot of like napping, like I wasn't even like tired, but I would just like lay on the couch and it would be cozy with the fire going and lots of throw blankets. And we would have like the football game on or a movie or whatever in the background. And I would just fall asleep and I didn't have to worry. Like it would be like in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, but like the store wasn't open. So I didn't have to worry about anyone trying to get a hold of me. Or it would be like Thursday at 3.30 and like we would have shorter hours because of the snow. So the store was already closed. So it was a lot of like disconnecting and just like putting my phone away and just leaning into the relaxation. Um, I actually was more engaged on social and like having fun with it again, where I feel like sometimes the social stuff can become really annoying or boring or whatever but I was like having fun with it like I'm like I worked out and then I here's what the snow looks like and you know here's the dog taking a nap in front of the fire and here's a video I found or you know I was just like doing whatever like it was kind of just fun again and what else we cooked a lot obviously there was like we didn't go out to eat or do anything like that we couldn't order groceries to have delivered because everything was shut down so I did go grocery shopping once during that week and like restocked. But other than that, it was kind of like cooking with what we have, getting creative, snacking on what we have. Um, I don't know. And I think also the other really fun part for me, enjoyable part for me was not being on a schedule with my eating or with my kids eating, it was very much like relax. Like you want to eat breakfast at 11 o'clock, eat breakfast at 11 o'clock. You want to eat at nine o'clock, eat at nine o'clock. You want lunch, have lunch. You don't want to have lunch. Don't have lunch. Like it was so refreshing to just be like, I don't want to eat or I do want to eat where, you know, in life we have a schedule. Like the kids go to school, they have to eat at the lunch break. I try to get them to eat something before they leave on the bus so that they're not like starving. They come home, they're hungry, they want to eat something. You know, you want to eat before you go to practice so you're not hungry during practice. Same for me as an adult. Like my schedule is different every day, but I do have to schedule my eating around my schedule. So I had a podcast interview this morning at 9 a.m. So I ate you know, while I was waiting for the bus to come, you know, I was like, I had a piece of toast with almond butter and honey, which is like one of my favorite go-tos. And I'm like munching on this and I, and I was like a little hungry, but like, it was more just thinking like that I'm going to get on the podcast interview for at least an hour. And then, you know, and then my day is going to start going and I'm going to be busy. And then I have to go to lemon later then I'm going to come back. And then, you know, it's like, so you have to eat on schedule, and I really enjoyed that week with the snow of just eating when I want. And I don't know if it's coincidence or had something to do with resting and releasing stress and eating when I want, but I lost a few pounds. And I really made me think, like, is this related? And the thing that really caught my eye was a few things. One, I started my early morning daily workouts in July and right off the bat, I lost a couple pounds, right? Which is so normal. And then I kind of just plateaued. Like nothing has changed since. And I was actually telling my husband not too long ago, I'm like, I'm annoyed because I'm putting in all this effort to wake up early every single morning and work out. And I'm not seeing any big results. Like I feel better. And I probably fit better in my clothes a little bit, but I don't, I mean, I, I want bigger change and it's not happening. And, you know, of course he was like, we'll keep going. Like you're doing good. So it's like, is it coincidence that I lost a few more pounds during the snow week? Like maybe my consistency is paying off or, um, maybe cause I brought the legree machine in, I was doing more legree than normal. So my body, loved that? Like, I don't know. Right. Um, or was it, I was eating when I wanted to eat. So I was, I was probably also eating less because of that instead of like, Oh, I better eat now. Cause I won't be able to eat for three hours, you know, or was it like releasing the stress sleeping? Like I was getting a lot of sleep. Like I literally feel like I went into like hibernation mode. Like I would just sleep long nights. I would take naps. I would cuddle on the couch. Like it was such a vibe and I'm was so here for it. I also heard this thing the other day, like stop trying to be summer when it's winter. And I, I totally get it. Like, I'm like, I fully leaned into it's winter, you know, like I had big baggy hoodies on every day. I was just wearing sweats and I was just comfy and cuddly and just wearing my slippers, you know, like, I just feel like I fully leaned into the snow week experience. So I loved it. I've, I, I will say going back to a schedule was much harder than I thought it was going to be. Like I was like, come like Saturday, I was like ready, you know, like I was like, all right, like, let's get back to normal. Like it kind of sucks that we didn't have sports that weekend you know i love for my kids to be active and they love their sports and it's obviously so healthy so i was like kind of ready but when the reality really came and it was time to go back to schedule and school schedule and making lunches and lemon and the podcast and everything else i have to do in between and juggling it all and driving here and driving there and da da da, da. and it i it did make me realize that i do too much I do too much. My schedule is way too packed and I'm not really sure how to get around that. Like I have my business. I have my three kids. They're in a crazy season of life with school and sports and play dates and birthday parties and activities and all these things, which I love. Like I'm totally like leaning into all parts of my life, but it is interesting that Now that I took that week off to like hibernate and like literally almost do nothing. I, I'm craving more of that, but I will say this. I do want to say this. Let me clarify the first three days, two and a half days of the snow day, I did work like crazy, but it was all from my office at home obviously, and it was getting things done for future me. So I literally got like Easter done and like things that were on my plate. So I did step into like back to real life without that on my plate, which does feel amazing. I also feel like I could relax more that week when I got all that stuff done. Like I like drilled through my to-do list and then it was like my body just like released into relaxation. So I'm trying to figure out a way that I can do more of that in my normal life where maybe every Sunday that I can, it's a day of nothing, you know? And like, it's hard. Like this Sunday, my oldest has a makeup basketball game at two o'clock. So it's like, all right, like I gotta go to basketball, you know, but it's still like making a plan and like trying to stick to it as much as you can, right? Like he doesn't always have makeup games or whatever. So I find that just so fascinating. So I wanted to share with you guys. So if you're in a place, you know, and you're feeling kind of stuck, you know, maybe the answer is not to do more, but to do less for a minute, you know, like decompress your body. Um, I did this also a few summers ago when I was trying to figure out if I wanted to keep lemon in California, move lemon here or sell lemon. And I... My husband took the kids um, camping and I stayed back. I, I hate camping, anyways. But I literally just took that time to just like be with myself. Like I relaxed, I was with my thoughts. I did a lot of brainstorming, I did a lot of researching, I did a lot of thinking. And it was kind of like a good reset. I'm not saying that I came out of that like I had all the answers because I didn't. I still at that point didn't know what I wanted to do with lemon. And now looking back, like I couldn't have. Figure that out in one weekend, you know? Like, I had to go down the path of what I went down to come up with my decision. But it's sometimes nice to, like, er, hit the brakes and just go, let me be with my thoughts, let me be with myself for a minute and just reset. So I loved it. I also noticed that perception was so big during this week. There were the people like me that were like, I love this. Like, look how beautiful the snow is. And I love this time off. And I love, I love just like being with my family and like relaxing. And then there were the people that were like, I hate this. Like how fast could this leave? And like, I'm booking a vacation. I'm leaving for an Island. Like I can't deal with this. And it was just really eye opening that like our perception on a situation changes everything like for the most part, I loved it and some people hated it. So, you know, sometimes if we are seeing ourselves spiraling in a negative way, it's kind of like just backtracking and going, but what's good about this? You know, like I sometimes get in this place too, where I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm going to basketball and the baseball season's going to start and this, and the, da, 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 da. but then I backstep and I go, but I also love it. I love watching my kids play sports. I love this age that they're in, like, because I also know it's going to end one day, you know, one day there's not going to be a play date one day. There's not going to be, you know, rec basketball. Like, you know, it's just, it's going to be different. Maybe they'll be in a different league. Maybe it'll be high school sports. Maybe they'll be gone. And in college, like, I don't, it's just going to be different. So I think there is a little bit of like changing our perspective can literally change our whole life. So that was our our snow week. I had to just like tell you guys that because I thought it was just so interesting and and really eye-opening. I actually had the same kind of epiphany when we moved to Nashville from California because I removed myself from the rat race. I I placed you know, um, a store manager to run lemon. Cause obviously I wasn't physically there. I had a head of operations, Jocelyn love Jocelyn shout out if you're listening, um, who's running all of our inventory coming in and making sure our website looked good and doing our email marketing. And she took a lot off my plate too. So when we moved and I got the kids settled into school and sports and everything kind of settled for lemon, I actually had all this free time and it was another aha moment where I was like, oh, like I was doing a lot. And and that was another moment, actually. I mean, coming off COVID, I had gained weight. And that was another moment where the weight kind of came off quickly because I was de-stressing and taking deep breaths. And I mean, I was also working out again because the gyms were open here. But it is really kind of a fascinating topic to me. And I think that we're so big on talking about business and hustling and careers and relationships and parenting and money, um, and fitness and health. But then we kind of don't tie it all together with taking space, relaxation, having fun and decompressing. And it's kind of like that piece of it is not as important, but it might be like the most important, you know, Um, another interesting thing I've been noticing is this talk of a third place. So, you know, we typically have our home, our workplace, and then they're saying that we need a third place, whether that's like on friends, they would get together at the coffee shop. That was their third place or, you know, a lot of countries like Italy and Paris and stuff, they they take time, they go, they have these long, beautiful dinners, or they meet up at a coffee shop and they're just sipping their espresso, soft, you know, like slowly and just enjoying the moment. A lot of places, other countries, they shut down for lunch. Like they will literally have a siesta, right? And they will just go for two, three hours and enjoy a break. And that could be socializing. It could be walking. It could be taking a nap. It could be checking in with your family. It could be anything, but it's just like these moments of connection, reflection, relaxation, and just in a different space. So you're not at home or you're not at work. Where else are you? And I do find it really fascinating because they're saying that Americans third place is their car. We're driving here, we're driving there, we're picking up the kids. A lot of people are doing drive through, fast food, eating in the car, drinking in the car. I mean, it's all about like grab your coffee on the go and hustle. And, you know, a lot of it is in our car alone. And I find that that's so sad, but also so true, right? Like, I mean, also the way that our life is set up is more spread out. So you might find yourself in a cute neighborhood in Italy where you can walk everywhere and it's all more accessible where here, like you can't do that. You know, you have to drive places. And so we do naturally end up spending more time in our car. And, and it is expensive. You know, people will always say like, you know, the minute I leave my house, I'm spending $300, right? It's like, if you go to Target, you meet your friend for lunch and you go grocery shopping, like that's easily $300, easily. I mean, just Target alone could be that, you know? So there is kind of this, like people don't want to venture out because of that piece of it. Um, So I think it is interesting to try to find a third place that, you know, maybe it's a local park that you can go to and walk, meet up with a friend, you know, maybe you have a, a date morning there with your husband and you're able to like walk, sit on the park bench. Um, maybe it is your favorite coffee shop, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't drink coffee, but I know it can like add up and get expensive that just being able to maybe you just get some hot water from them and just like have a lemon in it you know like you don't have to always go and like spend hundreds of dollars to get to somewhere away from work and home you know so i do think it's a really fascinating topic and how can we incorporate that into our lives as is i will say with the drive-thrus and like eating in the car and stuff i haven't ate fast food in well over a decade I don't drink coffee so I don't do like Starbucks drive through or anything at all like that. I've actually don't even remember the last time I've done a drive through. I probably don't even know how to do it properly. I probably messed it up. So, I mean, just for your own health and well-being, like why don't we just stop with the drive throughs Like just everyone stop. Everybody. You know, I mean, I've had I've had babies that I didn't do drive through, you know. And so if I can do it, you can do it. Like I think that's a good place to start. Like just getting out of the car and to having a conversation with someone and like ordering your food, like, like, hello, like that's something, at least you're like socializing and in a new environment, you know? Um, One of the reasons I love having my store in the factory is that it is like this inside place that people come and they are able to like have their coffee date or get an acai bowl and like walk the factory, go to the shops. They're able to like, get a treat for later and like take it home for their kids or whatever. Um, you know, with the, with the weather, like if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's raining or whatever, you're able to just like yeah. literally walk the factory. Like we have seen, I've seen, I love this one. I've seen moms come with their strollers, with their toddler and their newborn strapped to them. And they will give the toddler like a little iPhone to look at or iPad And the baby's sleeping on their chest, you know, wrapped in like one of those carriers and they have like headphones in, they're probably listening to a podcast or something, maybe listening to this right now and they will just walk the factory. And I'm like, that that's what you do. Like, where else can you go? It's like, get out of the house. You see people, you might not be like totally socializing, but it's having that third space, that third environment. And I I would love to drill more into like the psychology of this. Like, why is this important? Especially now with a lot of people working from home, then you don't even have a second place. Like you just go one place, one, one, that's it, home. (laughs) So yeah, I find it so fascinating. So maybe that's something that we all need, a third place. Um, another hot topic I wanted to talk about, I actually just saw this today, and I'm like, so shocked. But the CDC now has changed their guidelines for babies so that babies do not need to crawl anymore. There's no more milestone of babies crawling. This is shocking for so many reasons. The main thing is that when the baby learns to crawl, it's really them learning to use the right and left side of the brain together. It's like the first time that they have to really do that. And so that's why they also say that even if, you know, your child is an early walker, it's still important that they crawl first. And more, even a bigger, like, let's back this up. The fact that the CDC is changing our guidelines like this, and, and really just trying to cover up the issues, like if their guideline is that babies need to crawl by XH, right, whatever that is, and then most babies are not hitting that requirement, it puts up a red flag, right? Doctors, parents, everyone will be more alarmed, right? But as soon as they remove the requirement and they say, eh, it's not a big deal anymore, Then doctors, parents, nobody is going to be concerned and it's going to be considered quote unquote normal. We know that that's not normal. We know that a lot of the things that they're changing in the CDC guidelines is not normal. You know, why is it happening? Why are babies, toddlers, children having a hard time with some of these really basic milestones, whether it's physical or mental or whatever, why is this happening? You know, I, I like this goes back to our health system being garbage and our food system being garbage and all of the chemicals around us and and everything that's affecting our system as a whole. You know, why is it that teens and preteens are hitting puberty sooner, but then also on the flip side, babies and toddlers are not hitting their milestones on a normal rate, like. They're trying to say it's normal to like not walk by the age of one. When we were growing up, that would have been crazy. But now it's considered the norm. Like, oh, they're only one. It's okay. And like, like, let me, let me, let me clarify by saying that every child is different. Uh, Like, for example, my youngest walked really early at nine months, but didn't talk until he was like three, you know? Or like two, or I I don't really remember. But I just remember it being very jarring. Like he was really early on one side and really late on another side. So there are normalcies within it, right? Like, But let's not get it twisted that there wasn't a concern. You know what I mean? Like You still have to have an eye on it, and especially with a child that isn't progressing in any fashion. They're not talking. They're not walking. They're not feeding themselves or not, not—they're not doing anything. It's like, that's not normal. And now we're telling parents it's totally fine. And I think it's because they don't want us to figure out what's really causing these issues and what's causing our hormone issues and what's causing our development issues and all these things. We've got other countries that their kids are light years ahead of us when it comes to science and math and reading and all these subjects then you got our kids where like, or we're just getting dumber. (laughs) Like, can we stop it? Like this is scary, you know? Um, and yeah, I just, again, like it's an interesting hot topic. I think that the more we talk about it and the more that we normalize these things happening, like the CDC changing guidelines like this, the more we can do critical thinking, the more that we can be an advocate for our family and for our friends and the more we can look at something like the cdc and go no this isn't normal no this isn't okay and no you don't get to make dictate that this is normal or okay you know anyways that's like we could do multiple podcasts on this one topic with multiple experts and I still don't know if anything would ever be solved, you know, but I think we still have to talk about it. We still have to be open-minded about it. And, um, it does need to be a concern. Like I'm concerned for the future of our society as a whole, for sure. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is just like changes on social media and reality TV. If you've missed it, Um, Bethany Frankel has her own podcast and she has been really coming out hard about this reality reckoning. And she's basically saying that not only is reality TV so fake and the producers decide what goes and what doesn't go and what we see and what we don't see, and they can edit things to make it sound a certain way. And, you know, you're putting people together that aren't actually friends, but you pretend like they're really good friends and all of that stuff. But even furthermore, this like people are disposable and these networks are making money, but these reality stars don't necessarily get any of the money, especially if they're considered a villain, they're considered bad. You know, they always try to make it look like a good and bad scenario. And there is kind of this like ringleader, right? Like Andy Cohen is the ringleader of it or you know, and she recently, um, compared it, you know, she recently, um, compared something like an Andy Cohen to like a Hugh Hefner with his centerfolds or his girlfriends or his bunnies. And, you know, I think it's an interesting topic. I think reality TV is still fairly new when we think back in the history of media. So I think there is a lot of room for mistakes or, adjustments or doing it better. I do also think that people are kind of over the like super scripted reality or, you know, I think we're more interested in learning about the people. We're more interested about what their day-to-day life look like. Like I still like watching the Kardashians and I know how fake it is. And I know that they don't have like glam every day, but they do when they're filming, you know, like things like that but they're still showing a big part of their lives. They're showing when real heartache or issues happen, they're showing, you know, this is what my life is like at home. This is what my home looks like. This is what my kids, I do with my kids. And this is, you know, we don't cook our own food necessarily. We have a chef and, you know, I have a personal trainer I work out with. And it's like, that's refreshing. Like I want to see your real life and that that's your real life, you know? And I think that the housewives that do well are more real and more raw, and more open, right? And also a little more fun, like they show the fun stuff, and they're, you know, and I think that also kind of trickles into social media, where we have seen this ongoing thing of influencers, and influencers were kind of the big thing, and they're constantly selling us stuff, and, you know, linking us to Walmart, and linking us to Amazon, and Target, and you know, buy this dupe and buy that dupe. And I think we're over it. Like, I really do. Like, I, first of all, I've had influencers that I've unfollowed because it's just been too boring and too much of like, buy, 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 you know, buy this, buy that, buy, you know. And there's also some influencers that I've met in real life that I've worked with through Lemon. And then I see what they do on social and I'm just like, that's not really you, you know? So it just becomes so lame. And I think that we're in a place now where we want to see the real stuff, where we don't want to see the perfectly polished videos that's edited and and filtered and whatever. We want to see like, okay, you're cooking dinner. What are you really cooking? Or that's what you're really wearing today. Not that like you t- put something on and took a fancy photo, put it on your grid, and then you change into your real clothes. You know, like we want the real stuff. And quite frankly, I don't want to be sold to. And like, I own my own business. I have to sell through Lemon and I promote Lemon, obviously, but there's a there's a time and place for it. And the people that follow lemons instagram they're there for lemon like they're there for what we have in stock what we're doing gift set ideas holiday ideas new pieces all of it but like when someone follows me on nashville vibing for example they're not necessarily there for me to sell them stuff from lemon like i'm obviously going to talk about lemon a little bit because that's a part of my life that's my business i love lemon Um, I'm going to talk about this podcast, obviously, because that's a part of my life too. I have a lemon and a lime, but people don't come for me to be like, guys, I got this knife sharpener on Amazon. Come buy it. It's amazing. You know, it's like you can buy your own knife sharpener. Like, you don't know. Like, can we just stop? (laughs) Hard stop. And I am starting to see influencers um, make that change. I mean, we had Candace on here. Um, She's a few episodes back and she was an influencer and was gaining great popularity and just one day was like, I'm over it. And she started a whole new Instagram, let go of, let go of all those followers and like started over. And now she's just so much more real. It's so much more interesting to follow her. Not that she wasn't real before. She totally was, but you know, there's another influencer I just saw that came on and said, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about on here. I'm not going to be like selling you stuff necessarily. If I do sell you something, it's because I really love the brand, but like I'm done with that stuff. And it's just, it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing. And I really feel like we are heading in that direction. And the people that don't get it are going to be done. And I'm, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Like if all you want to do is sell us coffee creamer creamer, like we're over it. You know, I think it's also interesting. If you look at Kyle from Beverly Hills housewives, she has, well, she's also been in the media because she has like a lot going on with her marriage, possibly ending is ending. Not really sure still, but she also has made like big lifestyle changes. She stopped drinking. She's been working out, eating healthy, taking care of herself. She lost weight. She got toned up. She, you know, they went to like Vegas on the show and it showed her like waking up early and working out. And the other girls were like, this is crazy. Like who works out in Vegas? Like you're on vacation. And they're all giving her like a really hard time. And I think that's also changing. Like people not wanting to drink is not that crazy anymore. People wanting to take care of themselves is not crazy anymore. I know that there's like some talk of like, Oh, she on Ozempic or this or that. And I don't know, but she really genuinely seems like she just has a really healthy lifestyle now and outlook on life. And we're starting to see people kind of show that. And like, is it, exciting to, you know, see someone working out and eating healthy and drinking water. I guess you could say no, but at the same time, it's kind of refreshing. And I kind of, am curious, like, I do want to see what your workout is. I do want to see how you changed your body. And I'm more intrigued with people leveling up than I am with people partying and being sloppy and causing drama and like hitting rock bottom, you know? I think life is already hard enough as it is and we will naturally have highs and lows that you can show in reality TV or on social. You don't need to like only focus on it or, or try to create it with partying and drinking and putting people in situations where they could be fighting. So I really think we're going to start to see a shift. I really do. I really feel like We want to see what the rich and famous do, but we also want it to be real, you know? I mean, you know, like J-Lo doesn't look like J-Lo because she eats pizza and drinks alcohol. Like she's J-Lo because she takes care of herself. That's what I want to know about, you know? So it'll be interesting to see kind of where all of this goes and where we end up. I think also from this, we're seeing, um, you know, people are saying like, oh, this style is changing. It was very like clean, clean face, clean clothes, you know, very like simple. And now we're going into like the mob wife era where it's like chunky jewelry and big fur coats and glam. And I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to follow style trends and kind of a vibe of where we're going as a society but I also think like, I'm over it. Like I literally just interviewed a stylist, which is going to come out soon. And it was a lot of talk of like, just be you, you know, like who cares what the trends are? You, you know, you wear what you feel good in, what fits you well, what suits you and you be you. And you don't have to follow like, these really strict trends of like, okay, now we're doing mob wife, everyone get chunky jewelry. You know, it's like, no, if you don't want to wear chunky jewelry, don't wear chunky jewelry. Like, you know, it's, and I also feel like there's been this huge push on social media for years now where it's like Gen Z versus millennials. And it's like Gen Z telling us millennials that like, we're not cool and like, we don't know how to like do our hair or we don't know how to dress And then on the flip side, us being like, okay, Gen Z is wearing like cargo pants and like a bra and that's like an outfit, you know, like, but I think at this point, I don't really think it matters. Like, I don't think there's really a debate between Gen Z and millennials. I just think we're two different generations. Like obviously a 20 year old is not going to wear necessarily the same thing as a 40 year old and that's okay your lifestyle is different. You're in a different chapter of your life. Why are we doing this comparison to begin with? So I think it's getting really stale is my point. And I think we're going to start getting away from all of that stuff where like, I don't care if you're Gen Z or millennial or boomer. Like I don't, nobody cares anymore. You know, like just show your style and move on or show the hair you like right now and move on. Like, so I think a lot of this social media kind of trickles into celebrity stuff is o- is over. Like we're over it. And I, I, I'm really curious to see what happens next. And on a side note, I'm obviously I own a small business, so I'm slightly biased. But I do hope that as these influencers start to see that like selling shit, that you know like a cheap polyester shirt on Amazon is like not the thing anymore hopefully they start to shift in supporting more local small businesses and really showing more interest and dynamic in that way i'm way more interested to see an influencer go to their local coffee shop and have a beautiful coffee in a beautiful location with their friends and you know maybe get some fresh flowers on the way home and all of that then oh me and my starbucks drink like i i could care less you know so i really hope that influencers are like taking note and going yeah i'm i'm gonna be more i hate to say interesting but like kind of like i'm gonna be more interesting and i'm gonna be and i'm gonna be like guys i went to the farmer's market look what I got, you know, like that's what I want to see. I want to see real life. I want to see you making changes. I I also want to see the struggle. I saw there's an account I started following. I can't remember the name of it, or I would totally say it, but she, um, she can do like a press up handstand, which if you don't know, it's basically being in a, a, a pike or a straddle and being able to press up into a handstand without kicking up. And it's, it's quite difficult. I haven't been able to do it since I was a gymnast, obviously, but I would love to like get back to that place. But what I loved the other day, she showed herself starting the journey of learning to do a press up and how she like couldn't do it at all. She would keep falling. She had to like you know jump up into it like and then now she does it so smooth and so gracefully so like i think like that's the kind of stuff we want to see you know like come on instagram and be like guys i'm not the best cook but i really want to learn so like let's do recipes together and i'm going to show you that's more interesting to me than someone being like let me show you my normal monday and then it's like they make this gourmet meal and you're like really But in reality, they practice like seven times and, you know, they don't show you all the times they messed up the recipe, you know, that's, that's what I want to see. So I really, anyways, I think really my whole theme this year is just more realness, more realness. I want more realness from myself, from everyone else. And, um, oh my God, another hot topic that we didn't go over they, there's been this whole talk about these young girls and how they're obsessed with Sephora and they're obsessed with skincare because of TikTok. And there's these girls that are like 10, 11, 12, whatever. And they're doing skincare. They're washing their face. They're putting on makeup. They're doing all these things. And I'm just like in shock. I'm in complete shock First of all, a lot of dermatologists have come out against this and been like, please stop. Like you're ruining your child's skin. They don't need any of this stuff. A lot of this stuff is chock full of chemicals too. So you're not only, you know, putting toxic stuff on your child's body, but that's getting absorbed into their bloodstream and is probably messing with their hormones and everything else, back to what we were talking about with health and everyone's hormones being off and puberty starting sooner. But I truly believe that products age us faster. I, and I also was raised the complete opposite. Like my mom was like, you cannot wear makeup at all. I don't even remember using moisturizer or I don't even remember when I started washing my face, like literally have no memory of any of that. But I do remember like, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. Freshman year of high school, I entered high school with a unibrow. That's how basic I was, childlike I was. Not, I mean, looking back, I'm like, mom, we could have got rid of the unibrow before I walked into high school. Like that would have been nice. But, but, and I did get rid of it at some point freshman year. But I I do have my school photo from the beginning of the year with a unibrow. So if you want to see me with a unibrow, you know, and you went to high school with me, just open up the yearbook. But I was just a kid being a kid. And like, we forget that even high school, we're still kids. Like they're still kids. They're minors. Like let them just be kids. Why are we rushing all of this? I didn't start wearing makeup till like junior year. And even then it was like so basic. Like I think it was like mascara and like bronzer like I don't even remember like or like blush back then I think it was blush and you know I think I was wearing like more makeup senior year and I I swear I still wear like the same amount of makeup now as I did then like it's like so basic I was not allowed to dye my hair like I was again just a kid being a kid and I so appreciate it like looking back I didn't party, I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs, I didn't, I didn't have boyfriends. Like I had a, I had a, I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend until senior year of high school, which was kind of perfect timing, you know? Um, but I just think that these kids that are like 10 and going into Sephora and like buying makeup or skincare products or whatever. And I'm like, why, why does a 10 year old even care about this stuff? Like, it blows my mind. Like, what was I doing at 10? At 10, I was like, what, a fifth grader? And I was playing with Barbies. Like, literally, like, I was just such a kid being a kid. I don't, I can't understand this. My childhood best friend, like, randomly will, like, send each other videos. And it'll often be, like, those videos of, like, you know, TikTok today, and it's, like, these girls, like, being all sexy, like, doing these dances and, like, a cute crop top and, like, sweatpants or whatever, and then it'll, like, cut to, like, an old school video of people, like, trying to copy the in sync dance and, like, looking crazy, and, like, that was us, you know, like, we were just silly girls being silly girls, and I don't, I don't know, like, it makes me sad, and, like, I don't have any girls, so, like, I mean, I guess you could say like, well, you don't have daughters. You don't get it, but I have three boys and let me tell you, my boys for the most part love me with no makeup on and my natural hair. I swear to God. Last spring break, we were in Key West and I didn't have any makeup on. I left, my hair was naturally, my hair my hair is naturally curly. And like when I go to the beach and stuff, I just let it go wild because why not? Um, and it does blow dry really well if I'm not at the beach, you know, like the humidity and the moisture is what is what makes it impossible. So anyways, I have my natural hair. I have no makeup on. We're getting in the shuttle to like go to the beach and like do some things, go to lunch. I can't remember. And my boys look at me and they go, mom, you look different. And I go, well, yeah, this is my natural hair and I'm not wearing any makeup, you know, and I had a little bit of a tan going on, you know, and my boys go, we like it. We like it. And I was like, thank you. And then that evening for dinner, I put a little bit of makeup on. I did a little mascara, I did a little bit of blush, you know, a little, little something. I pulled my hair back in like a low tight bun, like sleeked my hair back. And we, we again are going to where we're going. And my boys look at me and they go, are you wearing makeup? And I go, yeah. And they go, we like it better when you don't have makeup on. And it's just my point with that is, oh my God, like they're so right in probably so many ways, obviously, you know, they're kids, but I'm like, I really hope I'm raising my boys to really love a natural woman. Like, I really hope that whoever they end up dating and being with and just who they're attracted to. It's more of a vibe, a personality and a natural look a natural beauty and not, and not the fake stuff, you know, and not the fake nails, the fake eyelashes, the fake hair, the fake tan, the fake boobs, the fake lips. Like, I just think I'm so over it. I'm so happy that they like me all natural. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting kind of more food for thought, I guess. This is just a lot of food for thought. I've been doing a lot of deep thinking lately and that's why I wanted to do this episode. And like, literally I was planning for this episode to be 30 minutes and we're already at an hour. So it just shows how much I'm interested in these topics. And I think most people are like, I think most people are, we just don't bring it up. Like, oh, it's a hot topic. Like, don't talk about plastic surgery because I don't want to offend somebody. And to me, I'm like, do you. Like, literally do you. If you want to do plastic surgery every month for the rest of your life, go do it. Like, I, like literally zero judgment. But I do think that there's a difference between doing something because you really want to do something versus you're doing it because society is telling you to do it or you think that's going to make people like you more or people are going to be more attracted to you. You know, these young girls, they're doing it because they think it's cool. They're doing it because they think everyone else is doing it. They're doing it because they don't know any better. You know, it's like, that's what gets, gets to me. And I'm, you know, one thing my mom taught me that I really appreciate was she always said to me, like, you're a kid and you're going to be a kid because once it's over, it's over. You can't act like an adult today. And then later when you are an adult go, Oh, I want to be a kid, you know? So she was big on like no makeup, no products, no hair coloring that I, I grew up in the generation of all the girls had highlights, no highlights. Everyone had a belly button piercing. I wasn't allowed to do any piercings like that. Obviously no tattoos. Thank God. I would never do a tattoo. Um, you know, I'm like, my mom wasn't like crazy. Like I could do nail polish. I could wear what I want. Like, you know, I did a lot of, um, Hollister, Amber and Fitch, like tiny tank tops, tiny shorts, tiny skirts. I mean, I also was like a, literally a double zero. So, you know, I, I, I think you can wear stuff like that and it looks fine when you're a double zero, you know? But I really do appreciate my mom just like forcing me to stay my age because she was right. Once it's over, it's over. You know, before you knew it, I was in corporate America wearing high heels every day and slacks and nice clothes. And I had to have my hair and makeup done every day. And I had to be put together. I had to be professional and, you know, Thank God I had all those years where I literally, like, didn't care. Like, and I think back to high school also, I would go to gymnastics practice and then go to school, and a lot of times I was, like, in pajama pants or, like, sweatpants, and I, like, just didn't care. Like, I really did not care. I was just me being me, and I'm not saying I was perfectly um, confident, because that's not true. You know, I definitely had my moments of insecurity. I wasn't like the most popular girl or anything like that, but I was social. Like I wanted to be cool with everyone and I was friends with everyone and you know, you're still figuring out your yourself and where you fit in and so, you know, I'm not going to act like I was perfect, but looking back, like I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like I walked around with no makeup on for almost all of high school. Like, that's kind of crazy, right? Like, I don't know. So, and, um, you know, and I will say, like, I had really good skin. And I'm sure if someone's struggling with acne, that might change the decision of makeup, right? It's like, if you can cover up the acne a little bit and feel better about yourself, 100%. you know, but a lot of, again, these 10 year old girls, like they don't have acne. They haven't even started their period. Like, can we please pause? Um, and you know, it's, our generation is so big on talking about hormones and how disruptive our hormones are and how we're fixing our gut and everything. And it's like, why would you want to do something with your daughter that could affect all of that and make it hard for them? You know? So Let's give them like the healthiest baseline we can and then let them figure it out as they grow up. Anyways, I'm off my soapbox. This was um, a really interesting episode for me of just like thinking outside the box, a little bit of where I think we're heading in 2024. I also want to say with just the snow week and resting and coming out of that, I do think my, my, I've shifted the way I'm thinking about this year and I am going to shift my goals a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's just a great example of like, you can change your mindset and your goals at any point. You don't have to be like, I set my goals for the new year. I got to just like follow through or I have failed, you know? So I'm definitely going to be doing a bit of a reset, and a big part of that is going to be inserting heavy rest, relaxation, calm, and enjoyment that instead of like sprinkling it in, I'm going to go like hard in, you know, so that's part of it. But overall, like the lot everything we talked about, I really do think like it could set us in a different path for this new year.